When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Frank Isola. It's our last show of the week, Mina. You've made such great points, and you've also been such a great listener. I appreciate it. I'm sorry. Did you say something? The show has started. When the director says go, everyone perks up and they pay attention. You know, I just like to be prepared. Ay, ay, ay. Too much L.A. for you. Too laid back. Got to be here in the East. We're on top of stuff. Ay, caramba. Come on, man. Welcome to PTI. Mike and Tony are out mastering the bicycle bill for two. So I'm truly lucky to be joined by my great friend, no matter what she says, Mina Kimes, everyone. Sitting out here a little bit in the DC studio. Let's start with the Cardinals tearing up the contract clause that requires Kyla Murray to study game film for four hours per week. Murray said yesterday that any thought that he doesn't study was, quote, disrespectful and almost a joke. The Cardinals said they removed the clause after seeing the distraction it created and added that their confidence in Murray is as high as it's ever been. Mina, is this issue now over or do you see it lingering? Of course it's not over. I mean, this has been an incredibly embarrassing episode. I would say more so for the Cardinals organization than for Murray, who initially bore the brunt of the criticism. Because now, in reversing course, not only do they look foolish for having put the clause in in the first place, immediately undermining their own decision to invest $230 million in Kyler Murray, but they look sloppy. And Frank, I would also say naive in their statement. They said they didn't anticipate, you know, that it would be perceived this way, to which I apply, seriously? That you thought this would go over well if it ever got out? (laughs) And look, Murray uh, did sign the contract, yep. but if I'm him, I got to be looking around and thinking, are these the people I really want to work with and for for the next few years? Because this has not gone well. Yeah. Let me give you a hypothetical. They lose week three. It's their first loss of the season. He doesn't play well. You know what everyone's going to say? Maybe the quarterback didn't watch enough film because that's what we're talking about in their contract. Now, clearly it was put in there because there must be some issues somewhere down the road. Maybe they, he obviously watches a lot of film. There's no way you can play quarterback in the NFL and not do that. Maybe they feel like he doesn't watch enough. But the idea, you tell me, how does it get out and who does it benefit? You and I were talking about this off air. It doesn't benefit the player. It certainly doesn't benefit the organization. It doesn't benefit the agent. What's amazing is the ink wasn't even dry on the contract yet. And this comes out and it makes everyone look bad. And it becomes a story at kind of a dead time of the year. And we're still talking about it a week later. Yeah, again, that's why I, I continue to think Murray is the one who should feel really, really unhappy with how this is all gone. Because to your point, I don't understand why this would come out. And look, you're also feeling, if you're Kyler Murray, a little bit uh, antsy now because, yes, you just got extended. But you know who else got extended before him? Steve Keim, yeah. the general manager, the guy who ostensibly oversaw this deal and is responsible for the entire front office and has not had great drafts as of late. So really, this to me feels like an organizational issue, and I'm worried that that's not going to get better anytime yeah. soon. But tell me, tell me if I'm wrong on this one, though. 
It wasn't as if it said he has to watch 20 hours of film per week. First of all, I have no idea how you monitor that, but hypothetically. It's almost as if they're saying four hours a week, brush your teeth before you go to bed and wash behind your ears. It's almost like, yeah, of course he's going to watch four hours of film. That's the part that I don't understand. I don't get it either. Like I said, it undermined the entire contract from the beginning. It is not easily enforceable, although you can, you know, monitor things through technology, but you could also probably fake things through technology yeah. as well. Uh, I just don't get it. I thought it was a foolish, foolish decision, decision, and it continues to look more foolish every day. All right, let's move to another contract in the same division. The Seahawks and receiver DK Metcalf agreed to a three-year extension with more than $58 million in guarantees including a signing bonus of $30 million. Mina Metcalf had 75 receptions last season, but he no longer has Russell Wilson to throw him the football. What does this deal mean for Metcalf, for the Seahawks, and for the market for wide receivers? Well, I'll start with the market for wide receivers. It's going to go up. Yeah. It always goes up with these new deals. Uh, Debo Samuel is, of course, the next receiver. Yeah. He's probably going to get paid, but, man, Watch out for that Justin Jefferson contract because he is an absolute phenom and that is going to blow everyone's socks off. Now, as far as DK Metcalf and the Seattle Seahawks, um, this is actually interesting because it might not have gotten done in large part because of what you said, Frank, which is Russell Wilson is not the quarterback. This is not a great situation for DK yeah. Metcalf to play wide receiver. He easily could have agitated for a departure as we've seen star wide receivers do recently and gotten paid elsewhere. But he stayed put. And also, you know, got the most new money ever given to a wide receiver yeah. ever. And, and notably, by the way, a short contract that allows him to hit the market later, which is good for him, which to me signals he believes in the rebuild. You know, Seattle wants him in place for next year when they get a wide receiver. And I think both sides have to feel pretty good about this getting done. All right. So 216 career receptions, 3,100 yards, 29 touchdowns. Mostly, though, that's Russell Wilson throwing yeah. in the football. And you think about some of these deals. Devontae Adams getting the deal with the Raiders. That's part of a trade. Tyreek Hill getting that deal he got with the Dolphins. My only thing is, and I've said this for a long time, I know I'm going to make a lot of people mad. The receiver does not make the quarterback. The quarterback makes the receiver. And Tyreek Hill, and nothing against two, I hope it works out for them, but that was Patrick Mahomes you were playing with. And the mm. same thing with Devontae Adams. That's Aaron Rodgers. And in Seattle, this is the big one, because right now the quarterback situation yeah. is up in the air. And it, what I find interesting is that right now you mentioned Debo Samuel, who I think is the most underrated player, offensive player in the NFL. It impacts him, but it also can impact Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you think it puts a little more pressure now on maybe Seattle to get something done to bring in Jimmy G? Okay, so well, first of all, um, your point about the quarterback might be the wide receiver, I should note, I said the white, Seattle will be get in the market for a new wide receiver last year. I meant a new quarterback. Yeah. And yes, that quarterback, whoever they choose, whether it's a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud in the draft or perhaps someone in free agency, will play an important part in determining DK Metcalf's success. That said, I don't agree with you that that success or the success of any great, great wide receiver is predicated on the quarterback. Look to Jimmy Garoppolo, who you talked about. I would contend that Debo Samuel made him more than Jimmy Garoppolo they hand made him the Debo ball Samuel. Off. They don't throw it to him. They put him in the backfield. And exactly. he hands it to him. Who, that, I mean, that guy's turning eight-yard slants into touchdowns and inflating Jimmy Garoppolo's Chris stats. Hogan, and sure, Wes Seattle Welker. can get him for nothing. Do I need to mention all these wide receivers? Come on. Who won, a, who won an MVP in the Super Bowl for the Patriots? A wide receiver you never even heard of. That's Tom Brady. name all of DeAndre Hopkins' quarterbacks. All that's right, all I have that's to say. fair, but that's DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. All right, let's go to <laughs> a different sport. Our contract heavy A block continues with a provocative clause in Zion Williamson's new deal with the Pelicans. Earlier this month, Zion signed a five year max extension worth $191 million, but with incentives that could take it up to $231 million. 
NOLA.com now reports that the contract also includes de-escalators that can reduce the amount of guaranteed money if the sum of Williamson's weight and body fat percentage exceeds 295. Frank, do you see this weight clause as fair or foul? It's fair, certainly, for the New Orleans Pelicans. And when we're talking about Kyler Murray, who does this benefit? I know who this benefits. This benefits the team. It yeah. certainly doesn't benefit Zion Williamson, nor does it the agent. I spoke to a longtime agent who's represented a lot of players, max players. He had one player, he said, during his career that was a journeyman, and he was worried about his health, and they put a clause in the contract for weight. The thing is, when you have a player of this ability, of Zion Williamson, to me, Zion's got a ton of leverage. He's the face right now of that franchise. I know he didn't play at all last season, but to put this in there, and it's so arbitrary, you know, body fat, 11%, to me, he's always going to be one of these guys that's going to deal with that, and I get it. He has a personal chef now. But one thing about Zion, which worries me, He's an explosive leaper, but when you jump a lot, that means you have to land at some point. And that's yeah. been the biggest issue. I hope he can keep the weight off, and now he has financial incentive to do it. So I think this is different from Murray's insofar as it's less insulting, honestly. Um, yeah. It is unusual for a basketball player, very common in the NFL, to have these sorts of weight clauses. But uh, I think there's a reason why Zion agreed to this. He wanted to signal his commitment towards staying in shape. Clearly, this was you know, uh, decided upon but both sides. But here's where it's similar to Kyler Murray's clause, RIP. It's never going to be enforced. Yeah, uh, you're right. You know, it, it's not fair. It's not foul. It's futile because in order to crack down on him, they would have to basically cut him, you know, if they were going to take away his guaranteed money. That's, right. That's obviously not going to happen. This is obviously not going to matter. It's just put in place, I think, to show, you know, a, a, a good faith on both sides. You know, it's funny. In our 6 a.m. production meeting, you mentioned how it's similar to an NFL contract. And it's interesting because the Saints ownership owns the Pelicans. And there was some discussions between between the Pelicans front office and the Saints about the, constructing this contract. I happen to be absolutely right because the two players I have a deal like this are Joel Embiid, which is games played, and now also Zion Williamson. One other thing, so Zion hired a chef, and his chef was quoted in the story in New Orleans as saying, you know, I believe Zion's going to be the face of the NBA when LeBron retires. I'm thinking, you know, Zion's at a point. Can we leave this kid alone? You don't need to speak for Zion. People stop making guarantees on his behalf. Do the Mina Kimes plan where she does not allow her chef nor the cleaning crew at her house to speak for her. That's a good idea. Zion should have listened to you, Mina. Absolutely right. Thank you. That big feature oh. in the post, you're, you did not have your chef quote in there. Let's take a some, break. <laughs> I have some things I'd like to add to errors and omissions later. That's all I can say. <laughs> but coming up, the Angels are suddenly listening to trade offers for Shohei Otani. What are the chances they take one? And will Lamar Jackson's respectful negotiating approach pay off? Didn't your chef say, I could see Mina as the face of ESPN? I could have sworn I heard that, read it. You need a more respectful negotiating coach, or I, generally. You got that one right. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live La Vida Maspina. Part of Happy Hour. And in part by Verizon. 5G. From the network more people rely on. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. 
PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. All right, welcome back to the PTI Psychic Hotline. Look how stupid I look. Perhaps the last psychic hotline that still exists. I could sense out there the first caller. What do we got? Hey, Frank, Mina, do you see the Angels trading Shohei Otani? Interesting. So, of course, the Angels 22 and a half games out of first place, and there are reports out there that they would listen to offers. They have to be crazy to do it. By the way, when Shohei was asked about this last night after striking out 11 batters in another loss that they had, he said, regardless of where I play, I'm going to give it my all. This is what Mina says when they ask, how do you like working with Frank? And then he finishes <laughs> with saying, I'm with the Angels right now. So he's going to be a free agent after next season. I get it, but he's too much of a draw. This is the best show in baseball. It's not every five days you see him. You see him every day, and then every fifth day, he's going to pitch. I am keeping Shohei Otani on my team at least through this season. Wow, it's amazing that we match with the earrings, but we differ so much on this subject because I do not agree with you at all. You talked about him being a free agent in 2023. Frank, the only thing we know about Shohei Otani and his desire at this point uh, as it pertains to what team he's going to play for is that he wants to win. The Angels are not going to win. They have not won or posted a winning season in, I believe, six years. If they hold on to him, he's going to leave, and it would be a waste, I think, of an opportunity That's... to trade him for a massive haul. Now, do I think they're going to do it? No, because Artie Moreno, the Angels' owner, wants to make money off him, off of him while he can. I think he's more in lockstep with you on that one. But from a baseball perspective, from a long-term perspective, they should absolutely consider right. a trade. So today, they're going to ask for everyone's top prospects if they're going to trade Shohei Otani. I'm not doing that. It's late July. I still have August and September. I'm thinking about all the home games I have. I'm a losing team. I'm still getting people to come watch him play. And then if you're lucky enough, you get to watch him play and you get to watch him pitch. Why would I trade the my meal ticket now, why would I do that? I could always do it during the offseason. I could do it at the next trade deadline. I'm basically telling my fans, yeah, we know he's a great player and you guys love coming to the ballpark, but we have four minor leaguers that we got for him. Really? You're doing it right now because some contender out there is probably desperate and you're going to get more picks and players for him. That's why you do it. All right, so I'm an Angel fan. I got Mike Trout with a bad back, which some people think could be career-threatening, and you want me to trade Shohei Otani. Yes, because I'd like to be good at some point. <laughs> if he was playing for the Mariners, you would not say that. All right, what else we got? Do you see Lamar Jackson's negotiating approach actually paying off? All right, so Lamar Jackson has decided to represent himself. He's not holding out. And yet when you look at some of these contracts that some of the quarterbacks have signed during the offseason, Kyler Murray, for example, Deshaun Watson, if I'm Lamar Jackson... I think, A, you should have an agent, and he needs to get a deal done because he needs to show them Kyler Murray's deal and say, see what he got? And look at what I've accomplished, a lot more than Kyler Murray. 
Let's go, folks. Baltimore, you're a great organization. Let's put pen to paper and get the deal done. I mean, I'm not sure that he needs an agent based on the fact that he's played this perfectly so far. You talk about these quarterback contracts. The longer he waits, the more money he's going to make. What if he gets make. hurt? What if he gets hurt? Well, what if they don't sign That's if he him? waits until, yeah, that's if he waits until he actually sees action to get it done. But he could still get it done now, Frank. And I think he might because he is there. And by all accounts, things are pretty copacetic between the two sides. The fact that he doesn't have an agent, by the way, is interesting to me in one respect right now. We know nothing about the negotiations. So normally, when yeah, you know, a top right. quarterback like Lamar Jackson and a team are engaged in heated contract talks, stuff leaks because somebody wants someone to look bad or cheap or whatever. We haven't heard anything. We don't know if the Ravens are lowballing Lamar. We don't know if Lamar is asking for too much. I think that is large part probably because he is representing himself. We'll have to wait to see how it works out. But again, so far, it's gone pretty well for him. All right, I'm going to help him out. Pro bono work. Dak, 126 million. Josh Allen, 150 million. Aaron Rodgers, 150 million. Deshaun Watson, these are the ones. Perk up, Lamar Jackson, 230. Kyler Murray, 160 guaranteed. Everyone talks about your playoff experience. You've won a playoff game. Kyler Murray hasn't. That's what he needs to do. He needs to march in there with Kyler Murray's contract and include the four hours of film work. I don't even care. You can even have that in the contract. That's what he needs to do. And I'm telling you, you said he doesn't need an agent. He needs to get this done. First of all, he's you know, the, earned that money. The thing about quarterback contracts is they're kind of like New York City real estate. doesn't matter if you're selling a brownstone or an apartment with the uh, you know, bathroom in the kitchen. The prices are going to continue yep. to go up no matter what. Again, I continue to say Lamar Jackson has played this perfectly by waiting. And you're right. All he has to do is go on with Kyler's contract yeah. because he is a mansion. Yeah, he, oh, look at you. Always, you can always tell who has money when they start talking about real estate. She was the one who brought that up. <laughs> the phone lines are closed. Let's take one last break. But in our future, I see us discussing Charles Barkley's decision on whether to join the Saudi tour. Mm, and is Dak Prescott right to plan for this to be a golden year for him and the Cowboys? All right. Look into the future. What's Lamar Jackson going to get? Uh, he's going to get insane 180? money. Just... 190? 190? Oh my gosh, he's going to blow the roof. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. 
I'm even getting killed by the producer and Mina during the break. It's happy time. Happy 29th birthday, Dak Prescott, the NFL's most scrutinized quarterback, not named Lamar Jackson, enters his seventh season with the Cowboys, saying he thinks about winning the Super Bowl a lot. In case you're wondering, the great Roger Staubach had won two Super Bowls by his seventh season, while fellow Hall of Famer Troy Aikman had won three. Right now, the Cowboys are one and three in the playoffs with Dak as their starting quarterback. That includes last season's loss to the 49ers, a game that ended in controversy when the Cowboys weren't able to set up for one final play after Dak scrambled to the 24-yard line with Dallas trailing by six. I still like the play. If it had been executed, it was actually pretty clever. On Thursday, Dak said this will be, quote, a golden birthday. I plan for this to be the golden year. All right, Mina, are you expecting a golden season for Dak and the Cowboys? Well, first, yet again, you should be wearing a Grim Reaper costume during these happy birthdays because I swear to God, they get darker and darker every time. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm going to uh, echo the negativity here. It might be his golden season, but I've got him penciled in for a silver finish in the NFC East. Yeah, I just don't think the Cowboys are as good as the Eagles. When you compare them by roster, I think Dak is the best quarterback in his division. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to win it, Frank. It's a weak division. Again, I love that play at the end of the game. If it had been executed, it was clever. A not-so-happy anniversary. Chris Sabo. Remember this? On this day 26 years ago, the Reds' third baseman broke his bat on a pop fly and was ejected when the umpire crew determined that his lumber was corked. Sabo had actually broken one bat on a foul swing earlier in his at-bat and was immediately given a replacement by the team bat boy. Sabo claims a second bat that was found to be corked was from a teammate that he declined to name. Therefore, he was suspended for seven games and the Reds were fined $25,000. By the way, there have been six players all time caught with a corked bat, but none since Sammy Sosa in 2003. I gotta be honest with you, Mina, don't you miss the days when the foreign substances baseball players use were in their bats and not in their bodies? Well, I miss the days when I understood scandals. Like, cork back, I get. Watch, sending signs to the, all the technology stuff. I don't quite understand that. Um, Frank, I also did a little bit of research extra before wow, today's show. Look at this. Uh, and apparently, a professor at the University of Illinois of uh, Physics found that cork bats actually don't improve hitting or slugging that much. So I'm not saying nice. justice for Sosa, but, you know, maybe not as bad in retrospect. This is why we have a 6 a.m. pre-production meeting for reasons <laughs> like this. Happy trails to the Saudi tour for Charles Barkley. Barkley told Andrew Marchand of the New York Post this morning that he's decided to stay with Turner Sports. Barkley had discussions with Greg Norman about joining the booth for the Saudi tour and he even played in its pro-am yesterday in New York, or New Jersey, actually. He even told Pat McAfee that he'd kill a relative for $200 million. All right. But in announcing this morning that he decided to stay with Inside the NBA, Barkley said, quote, because Turner and basketball have given me every single thing in my life, it's best for me to move on, and I'm staying with Turner for the rest of my TV career. Um, so, look, as much as I will miss hearing geopolitical discussions on local sports radio <laughs> vis-a-vis this Charles Barkley story. This is a win, uh, I would just say, for basketball fans. He is, of course, one of the most entertaining voices out there. I'm glad he's sticking yeah. to his, uh, that sport. Charles Barkley, not terrible, as he says. All right, no errors today, <laughs> believe it or not. Let's go to the big finish. Pac-12 commissioner George Kleofkoff, I think I got it right, said today he's bullish on the future of the conference. Are you? Of course not. I mean, I'm in L.A., which is a big 10 town, so maybe I'm biased. But we all see the writing on the wall. They're going to have to make changes. 
Andrew Benatendi went 0-4 in his debut last night versus his old team, the Royals. Significant. Uh, who's the Grim Reaper here? Aaron Judge. He had a home run, broke the tie, 1-0 win, 39th for him. Commander's pass rusher Chase Young will miss at least the open of this thing's and maybe more following that ACL tear last November. Your thoughts? Now they actually held up pretty well without him, large part because Jonathan Allen is the superstar on that line. Diana Taurasi became the first WNBA player to score 30 at the age of 40. Big it, deal? It is amazing. Only two NBA players have done it, Michael Jordan and Dirk. Last one, the Astros beat the Mariners in game one of their four-game series last night. How about tonight? You know what? I'm calling a win because I didn't last time and we got swept. She's our KOMO correspondent from Seattle. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mina Gimes. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. And now, here's SportsCenter. Meeting, Monday morning, 6 a.m. PTI.